Amen and amen. Well, good evening, everyone. I'm Reverend Kristen Lee, the senior pastor, and I want to add my welcome to those you've already received. Welcome to Christmas Eve here at East Cobb United Methodist Church. It is a joy and a privilege to celebrate this evening with all of you. As we remember, as we recall, as we celebrate the story of our Savior's birth, I want to read this evening two scripture passages. The first from the prophet Isaiah, who pointed to this day. From Isaiah chapter 9, beginning with the second verse. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a pitch dark land, light has dawned. You have made the nation great. You have increased its joy. They rejoiced before you as with joy at the harvest, as those who divide plunder rejoice. As on the day of Midian, you've shattered the yoke that burdened them, the staff on their shoulders and the rod of their oppressor. Because every boot of the thundering warriors and every garment rolled in blood will be burned fuel for the fire. A child is born to us, a son is given to us, and authority will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be vast authority and endless peace for David's throne and for his kingdom, establishing and sustaining it with justice and righteousness, now and forever. The zeal of the Lord of heavenly forces will do this. And now the familiar story from the gospel according to Matthew. We read that this is how the birth of Jesus Christ took place. When Mary, his mother, was engaged to Joseph before they were married, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man because he didn't want to humiliate her. He decided to call off their engagement quietly. But as he was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because the child she carries was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now all of this took place so that what the Lord had spoken through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, a virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. Now when Joseph woke up, he did just as an angel from God commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he didn't have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and Joseph called him Jesus. My friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God, and we say, thanks be to God. During this season of Advent, these four weeks leading up to the culmination celebration today, we have been discussing together as a church 
what it means to live into the powerful truth of Emmanuel, God with us. We've been guided by the words of an author, Sky Jathani, who in his book, What If Jesus Was Serious About Prayer, said this, that it concerned him that popular forms of Christianity were so worried about what it meant to live for God that we had forgotten what it meant to live with God. We've become so worried and consumed by what it means to live for God that we seem to have left behind what it is to live with God. Now, as we have discussed, living for God is necessary in our journey of faith. We celebrate the ways we serve God through serving one another. Those are the ways that we live for God. But all of this, all of it that we do for God is rendered meaningless if we do not spend time with God. As we have lit each one of these Advent candles, we have been reminded of what it means to live with God. That when we rest with God, we find true hope. Hope that pulls us to a new reality, a new way of living in the kingdom of God. That when we find ourselves living with God, we find ourselves living with a peace that is beyond all understanding. A peace that goes beyond simple peace and quiet, but a peace that registers deep within our souls. A peace that allows us to breathe. Breathe in God's spirit and release all else. That when we truly live with God, we have joy, joy that bubbles up within us, that goes beyond our circumstances, that goes beyond momentary happiness, and we find true joy. And finally, when we spend time with God, we become overcome and overwhelmed by the love that God bestows upon us. A love that we cannot earn, but a love that is freely given. When we live with God, when we live into the truth of Emmanuel, God with us, well, we see the world in a totally different way. We see one another in a totally different way. We see God in a new and different way. 
Because that's what living with God does for us. It, it changes our vision and gives us a new way of seeing. But because we begin to know what exactly we are looking for. This evening, I don't want to subject you uh, to be part of an experiment, but I'm going to a little bit anyway. So will you forgive me? Will, can, can I have some Christmas forgiveness? Um, in just a moment, we're going to show a video on the screen, and you may feel like a little bit of, of a subject in a psychology experiment, but we're not you know, brainwashing you or anything. <laughs> but there will be instructions on the screen when the video begins, and then do your best to follow those instructions, and I think all will become clear as the video goes on. So, Christina, can we pop that video up? The monkey business illusion. Count how many times the players wearing white pass the ball. The correct answer is 16 passes. Did you spot the gorilla? <laughs> For people who haven't seen or heard about a video like this before, about half missed the gorilla. If you knew about the gorilla, you probably saw it. But did you notice the curtain changing color or the player on the black team leaving the game? Let's rewind and watch it again. Here comes the gorilla, and there goes a player, and the curtain is changing from red to gold. When you're looking for a gorilla, you often miss other unexpected events. And that's the monkey business illusion. Learn more about this illusion and the original gorilla experiment at theinvisiblegorilla.com. My name is... All right. I won't make you raise your hands. Maybe you missed the gorilla, if you want to admit you missed the gorilla. Yes. All right. Yes, people missed the gorilla. All right. How many of you have seen this before or heard of it before? Okay, so did you see the gorilla? No, some people said they still missed it. All right, how about who missed the curtain changing colors? And who missed the person on the black team leaving? Yeah. The original invisible gorilla was an experiment done at Harvard University by cognitive psychologists Christopher Chabri and Daniel Simons. And what they wanted to look at was our vision, our sight, our intention, and our intuition. 
We can be so sure of what we see and that it is true, and yet, when we have the opportunity to rewind and see it again, maybe we missed a little bit. This experiment, as they have continued to dissect it and try it in new and different ways with the curtain changing color and the player leaving, it has revealed two things for psychologists and for us. That often we are missing a lot of what goes on around us. And that we have no idea that we are missing so much. We often miss so much of what is going on around us. And unfortunately, we have no idea that we are missing it. As we think about what it means to live with God, it invites us to look for the divine gorilla in our midst. If we aren't looking for God, and chances are we may not find God. But if our eyes are tuned through the practice of being in the presence of God, through prayer, through scripture reading, through worship, through study, through meditation, through silence, then our vision begins to become attuned to seeing God around us. What would it mean for us to be looking in our world, not for all that is going wrong, but becoming attuned to seeing signs of hope? What if during this crazy, busy Advent and Christmas season, we became less preoccupied with all the to-dos and to-goes, but rested in the peace of the present and truly looked at one another? I think about the, the joy, being able to see the joy even in difficult circumstances. Now this may be a little bit of a silly example, but I think about our Christmas cantata that we just had this past Sunday. Who, is anybody, was anybody here for that? It was an evening of joy. I could barely sit still in my pew. I was dancing, so much so that my husband said, this is not show choir, can you be still? But what you wouldn't have known is that the Wednesday before the biggest concert of the year, the Wednesday before in rehearsal, the power went out in this room and they had to cancel practice. And Ira and Travis and the choir and the musicians, they could have just been consumed by worry and fear and stress 
but they looked for the joy. And we found the joy on Sunday when it all came together so beautifully. What would it mean for us to go through our days looking for Christ, looking for Emmanuel, God with us, allowing our vision to be honed in on hope, on peace, on joy, on love. There's so much out there that we are missing. And we don't even know we're missing it. But Christ has come. Emmanuel is here with us. And we can and we will see Christ in every moment of every day if we will look to see him. Will you pray with me? O oh Lord, our God, you, you come to dwell among us you come and embody the power and the truth of Emmanuel, God, with us. May we, this day and every day, seek after you, to look for you, to see you, to see your hope, your peace, your joy, and your love and all we do and who we are in our world now and always. All this we pray in Christ's holy name. Amen. This evening we have the honor and the privilege to gather at Christ's table as a visual, physical, representation of Christ's presence with us. We will see him, we will hold him, we will be nourished by him. And as we prepare to come to the table, I invite you to join with me in the responses on the screens. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God and spoke to us through your prophets. In the fullness of time, you gave your only son, Jesus Christ, to be our savior. And at his birth, the angels sang, glory to you in the highest and peace to your people on earth. 
And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. As Mary and Joseph went from Galilee to Bethlehem and there found no room, so Jesus went from Galilee to Jerusalem and was despised and rejected. As in the poverty of a stable Jesus was born, so by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. As your word became flesh, born of woman on that night long ago, so on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. In just a moment, the ushers will guide you forward to receive communion. We do have both gluten-free as well as tree nut-free. If you require either of those elements, I ask that you come to this side to the table and we will be glad to serve you there. We do practice communion by method of intinction, which means the server will hand you a piece of bread, you take it, dip it lightly into the juice, and partake of the elements. I remind you that you do not have to be a member of this church or any church. This is Christ's table. And Christ invites us all to the feast. Won't you come and dwell, Emmanuel, God with us? I invite those who are helping me to serve to please come forward. <laughs> 